Well, with Christmas just days away, we're in the final stretch. Maybe you're already welcoming guests at this point or getting packed to do some traveling. Maybe you're doing some final shopping and cooking, taking in a few last festive events or binging Christmas movies or Christmas cookies. In these final days leading up to Christmas, there's a collective feeling of anticipation, expectation, preparation, of making the most of the time that remains. Something big is coming, and then that something is going away. But here on Christmas Eve, 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 or Solstice Eve, if you like, we're right where we want to be, fully in the Christmas season and the Christmas spirit, ready to make some new memories and reminisce about old ones. So how about you pull up a chair by the fire with me and some members of the Christmas Past family, as we take a little tour through other people's Christmas pasts. Yes, it's time once again for an episode dedicated just to you and your Christmas memories. We all look forward to hearing the Christmas music that provided the soundtrack to many a Christmas memory, so let's start there. For me, it's this old album of music box-style Christmas songs I've had since childhood, and this other album by the Mormon Tabernacle Choir. Both of those trigger a cascade of memories and images for me. We all have our favorites, and Danielle in Ontario is no different. Hi, Brian. I wanted to share with you one of my favorite Christmas songs of all time. I love the song It's Christmas by The Rovers. I have a vivid memory of this song playing in the background while my mom and I would decorate the Christmas tree when I was little. I love its lilting melody and happy message. My mom passed away a year and a half ago, and this song reminds me of her every time I hear it. If you haven't heard it before, I hope you enjoy it as much as I do. Have a Merry Christmas! I'll have to admit that song is a new one to me this year. Maybe it will be for you too. I've put a link to it in the show notes for this episode. Now that music I mentioned before, the music box and the Mormon Tabernacle Choir, I own those on vinyl. Those belong to my parents before they became mine. Somehow it's just not the same without hearing that slight crackle and watching the LP spin under the glow of the Christmas lights. Molly in Idaho knows just what I'm talking about. One of my favorite Christmas memories is actually a combination of one I've been doing for a while and a new one, and that is to pull out all of my Christmas records and pick one for the day and listen to it on my record player while I read Christmas Past. I really enjoy reading a chapter a day, a little advent calendar in a book, while listening to some of my favorite Christmas tunes. Yeah, I haven't been promoting the book that much this year. Last year was the big push when it debuted, but since Molly was kind enough to mention it, and because if you act fast you could have it delivered by Christmas, I will simply remind you that Christmas Past, the fascinating stories behind our favorite holidays traditions, is available at all the major booksellers. One of the things I talk about in the book is, of course, Santa Claus, who began his life millennia ago as plain old Saint Nicholas, who also has his own day during the Christmas season. Most Americans don't observe St. Nicholas Day, though many other cultures do. Gretchen in St. Louis tells us more. So I'm German-American, and we celebrate St. Nick's Day on December 6th. So the night of the 5th, my brothers and I would put our slippers next to our beds, and the morning of the 6th, we would wake up to find them overflowing with our favorite candy, and there would be little presents mixed in there called Andenken in German. So I might have a Polly Pocket, for example, and my brothers might have Matchbox cars. We'd get to eat the candy for breakfast, which is a great start to the day. And 
I continue to celebrate it with my kids who are one and three. So St. Nicholas will be visiting them this year. And I just wanted to share that with everybody else. So there's Santa Claus, St. Nicholas, and Father Christmas. They're all basically the same, right? Well, the short answer is they are now. But if you want to find out all the little details, it's all here in the back catalog of Christmas Past. Happy searching. But not before we hear another memory about the magical gift bringer, whatever you call him, this one from Helen in South Wales. I want to share with you a very special Christmas memory. Every Christmas Eve will still find me, hanging on the doorstep with my head out of the window, trying to catch the sounds of slaves. Merry Christmas, everybody. And excited as it gets closer and downhearted as it goes away. You see, the children of Killian are very lucky because Father Christmas, or Santa as you call him, makes a special visit to our houses just before he sets off all around the world. He sends his elves first and then he appears with a present, especially chosen just for you with your name written upon it. This to me is the very start of Christmas. Now, Dolly Clawen, Merry Christmas, Hoyle Vower from Helen. Well, let's stay in the UK for another memory. This one comes to us from B, and it involves a classic and inescapable Christmas pop song. Over here, we have um, a tradition that's called getting whammed, where you have to try and avoid the song Last Christmas for as long as possible in the lead up to the festive period. Um, I've actually got a really happy memory of this song, though, um, when I was in London with my family a few years back. It was a really dreary day and we were walking along the um, bank of the Thames, which is obviously a really, really famous river in London. And a man went past on a speedboat and he had a speaker and he was blaring out Last Christmas by Wham. So now every time that I hear that song, I'm taken back to that time in London with my family and that amazing man on the, on the speedboat who brightened so many people's day. Yes, getting whammed, as B calls it, or whamageddon, as I've seen it labeled in several news stories this year, is a fairly new trend. But the goal is simple. Starting in December, go as long as you can without hearing last Christmas before Christmas Day. Pursuing that goal must mean avoiding shopping malls, retail stores, broadcast radio, and who knows what else. Just this month in England, a DJ played last Christmas during halftime at a soccer match, instantly knocking everyone in attendance out of the whamageddon or getting whammed game. So, changing gears a little bit. Have you ever had to work on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day? I never have, but my dad often did when I was growing up. I guess I could say I kind of know what it must feel like, but not as well as Amanda in South Carolina. A few years ago, my husband and I were both working as nurses. I worked night shift and he worked day shift and we somehow both got stuck working Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. I was just devastated by this. It meant I wasn't going to see my husband and we had to send our son um, to his grandparents because we couldn't leave him alone. I was really, really depressed by this. So when I came home on Christmas Eve, I, I went to bed and then I heard a knock at my door. And so I rushed up and got dressed and three of our dearest friends or families, there's probably 10, 12 people were crowded onto my very narrow entryway and were singing Christmas carols to me. And it was the most kind and touching thing I think anyone had ever done for me. 
So out of a difficult situation came a bright moment, some feelings of connection and Christmas spirit, and a lasting Christmas memory. Some of the best ones come out of tough situations. And that brings us to this final one from David in Indiana. And Christmas of 2022 was by far my most memorable, and I received the best Christmas gift I have ever received, but I would never want to repeat it. That morning, after opening presents, my wife went into labor 10 weeks early. You can understand that we were both very scared and rushed to the hospital, where she was flown to Riley Children's Hospital. Things were touch and go and far from certain, but after emergency C-section, both my wife and baby boy were okay. It's been nearly a year, and both my wife and son are happy and healthy. And oh yeah, we named the boy Winter. Well, friends, that's going to bring another one of these Memories episodes to a close. My thanks to Danielle, Gretchen, David, Molly, B, Helen, Amanda, and David for sharing with us all. Now, we have just two episodes left for this season. One more where I tell you the backstory to a Christmas tradition, and then our annual Christmas in Review episode on Christmas Day itself. I hope you'll join me for both, just as I hope you're having a wonderful Christmas season and that you have plans to make the most of what remains of it. So, I'll see you again very soon, and I'll tell you for now that Christmas Past is produced in wonderful Willow Glen, California, by yours truly, Brian Earl. You can reach out anytime, and I always love to hear from you. I'm at christmaspastpodcast at gmail.com, or connect with me through Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And if you haven't joined our private Christmas Past Facebook group yet, do it today and join in on our year-round family celebration. And hey, if you're really feeling the Christmas spirit, why not help more people discover the show? It's as simple as telling a friend about it or leaving a review on Apple Podcasts. If you do leave a review, I'll send you a Christmas Past sticker and a handwritten Christmas card is my way of saying thanks. Reach out for details. And until we meet again, may your days be merry and bright. <laughs>